Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today on the show, we welcome, for the third time, Sophia, the biologist apprentice. This was a really fun episode. She's always so fun and has so much energy and so much knowledge to share. Uh, conversation is so great. And she actually has moved from Mexico to the United States. And uh, she's in a program right now studying and researching and it's exciting to have picked her brain. She's studying, so she's doing research on planarians, which is this flatworm. It's a flatworm and testing pesticides on it. So we talk about the sustainability of the human species and the importance of quality food. And so she, with painstaking effort and diligence, experiments with these planarians, these flatworms, to better understand how it impacts the animals so that it, in turn, how, correlate how it would affect us as human beings. So it's really interesting. She's going through some changes in life, and so it was very inspiring to hear her speak on that. And it's never easy to make big decisions in life, but we have to think deeper about ultimately what we want or the trajectory or the path that we want to take and then take those actions no matter how scary or fearful they may be and so uh, i really admire sophia for speaking on some of these these things always great talking with her and i'm excited to share this with you before the episode i was at arbella which is this uh, restaurant, bar, restaurant in River North. They have fantastic cocktails. It's a very, uh, shall we say, like swanky place. It's very sophisticated. It's one of my favorite spots, but uh, one of my friend DJs there on Thursday nights. So I'll go, you know, maybe once a month, once every two months, something like that. Every other week, I don't know. And I just enjoy hanging out with people there. And it, it's kind of, uh, something to wrap up my Thursdays. Thursdays to me are like my my true day to just do spend a day doing things that make me joyful and happy. Uh, not that I don't do that on other days, but Thursdays everything is kind of clear with my schedule, and I just uh, I like to spend it doing things I love and with people I enjoy being with. So I kind of share that. Might be a little loud. But uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be able to get something from it. So this is a fun episode. Excited to share it with you. Let's begin. I'm at Arbella right now in River North, Chicago. And in my hands, I'm holding a... Uh, a drink, a cocktail with uh, pineapple, flowers, uh, cherry, and it's orange, and this skull, and it is delicious. I like coming to Arbella on Thursdays because my friend Nick DJs every Thursday night. So I'm, I'm typically downtown, uh, and then I just walk. It's a beautiful walk. 
and I come here and I just hang out and friends will pop by and it's a lot of fun. I'm drinking this one. Everybody saw, saw this drink and they're like, whoa, Rich, what is that? And I was like, I'm going to Miami next week and I want to try some rum drinks. So I looked at the menu and I was like, there's a rum drink right there. Usually I wouldn't order something this sweet. But look at the presentation. Isn't the presentation fantastic? If you're if you're watching this, just with the presentation alone, you can charge more for it. Look at that. Net is quite fantastic. And so it's rum. Uh, carrot, nutmeg, orange. Some other stuff in it. Coconut. It's pretty tasty. I feel like I'm already on vacation. But I enjoy coming here. This place, Arbella, it feels so when you're walking on the street. Hopefully it's not too loud, hopefully you can hear me. I feel like I'm talking really loudly, but when you're walking down the street, there's this bright purple that, that you can just see from a distance. And so that's the sign and the, the side, the facade is lit up. Uh, it's cool, it's a brick building, and the interior is awesome. There's no TVs, there's like murals around, and. The ceiling looks like padded, like a mattress. And you kind of get this, it's very high ceiling. It's almost like you, it's almost like you have this sense that it's, it's like the sky in a way. And these cool light fixtures and the lighting is really thoughtful particular it looks like it reminds me of like a Thomas Edison's laboratory and like these, these you know, electric bulbs like Victorian era late 19th century but you get this vibe kind of like New York and Paris and they have great great cocktails here and obviously Nick plays great music and I've had a lot of good memories here with a lot of fantastic people it's interesting how over the last few years I've, I've met a lot of DJs in Chicago. So I'm kind of like plugged in with the DJ scene a little bit or a particular set of individuals within a DJ network. Some really cool people and I I don't go out to places unless I have kind of like a reason to go in a way where I won't just go to a place because it's, you know, the place to go or the hot bar. It's like I, I have friends that are DJs and then I go, I, I know what days they're playing and where they are at. I just go and hang out with them. It's a lot of fun, catch up. Usually they have like guest DJs, so they switch off like every hour, so we have a chance to talk. And my friend Justina Wynn, uh, we met each other and I sort of 
met all these other people through her. And the people that usually are, are coming by are kind of in the creative scene, whether it's artists or advertising or uh, marketing. There's something more on the human creativity, psychology, exploring emotions. So it's always, it's always a great environment. And so today, today was just like a fantastic day. It was 79 degrees. It was 80 degrees in Chicago in mid-April, early to mid-April. So there's this energy in the city. I, today, finished some stuff up at my apartment, took the bus downtown, went to the Art Institute in Chicago, and I worked inside the member lounge. They had this new member lounge, and it's fantastic. It is so cool. And <clears throat> you get free coffee and tea if you want. And there's also like a little bar too. Well, you have this incredible view of Michigan Avenue. And just to be in this space and get free coffee and then all these tables and chairs, it's worth the price, the cost of membership alone. I tell people that of anything, under $200 that I spend in a year, the Art Institute just, it's very quickly rewards me back or pays for itself. I a good time there and I walked around the Art Institute and uh, had some good conversation. And I walked here. And there's so many people out and I'm a little different in that I love tourists. I love tourists. Cheers to tourists. I think tourism is a sign of health of a city. You want people visiting your city or your region because it's they now get a sense of your culture and they build a bond. So I think we might have talked about this in, in another video or another recording where when you travel somewhere, develop a bond with that place and its people. And then if you meet other people that don't live in that city or region, you build a bond with them instantly because they, oh, they have visited Chicago before. So when I'm walking downtown, it's cool to see all the different types of people and hear all the different languages and see all the, the food trucks that are catered a lot to Spanish-speaking individuals. There's like five Elotes trucks. Um, and I just get this, this sense of happiness that the whole world can just come here to my city and just hang out and have a good time and, and we, can, we can show off our culture. It's especially great when there's fantastic weather, when it's not expected in April, right? Everybody's just in a good mood. <laughs> it's like you're on vacation, but you're not, in a way. Like you get that, there's this amazing feeling during the summer in Chicago. 
where just everybody there's this release of energy, right? Because it's, it's pent up during the winter and the spring and the fall when it's gray all the time. And then you get this sudden 80 degree day and it's sunny and just like it's unbelievable. It's just so unbelievable. And then like riding the bus here along the lakefront path, people are running and biking and roller skating and stretching and swimming and hanging out on the beach. And it's April. You don't always think that about Chicago during this time of year, but... Yeah, it's good, so overall... I'm using this time to think uh, more broadly about life because it feels like I'm transitioning another chapter of my life by just new goals, new vision, observing previous habits, tweaking them, improving, and just kind of like elevating or have elevated to like a new level. And it's it's really interesting. So this is something I always enjoy doing on Thursdays. Thursdays are like my my only kind of free day of the week. It's, I always give it to myself and I allow myself to just do something that fills me with joy and excitement, enthusiasm. Thursdays are my day that I'm like most alive, I feel like. But I'm always looking to change. I want every every day to feel most alive. But uh, yeah, I'm also just like right now testing. So I'd like to record some other podcast episodes here. So I'm seeing how the lighting is. Is there a place where you can go and record that will look cool? I'm always just experimenting with recording, and it doesn't take a lot, right? I have a tripod and two iPhones, and that's it right now. Now I, you know, I have other things that I can do, and with other people, I would bring different equipment, but um, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So it's fun. I'm always looking for places to record, so. It's about keeping, keeping your, your eye open for opportunities, and for ways to keep growing, keep learning, enjoying your time on life, your time on earth, so cheers to that. All right, we have with us today, Sophia, the biologist apprentice, Coming back on the show, I think this is your third time on the show. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me again. It's always such a pleasure, like talking to you. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy it. So here I we am. We have some good conversations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For for the third time, so you know. But now this time you have some life events 
to yeah, update us on. It's like a, like a different thing. Usually people know me for being on the internet and producing videos and everything in the middle of social media or whatever. But uh, a year ago, I moved to the States because I applied for a master's degree here. So I changed my life. <laughs> wow. And I moved my whole life from Mexico to the United States for um i wanted to pursue a, a dream uh, a kitty <laughs> i just got distracted this is so we have a new kitten in our apartment yeah. and she's quite independent i can see <laughs> <laughs> but the only time she comes out is when i'm doing recording or i'm like meditating and journaling and writing it's like all the inappropriate times that's when she only wants to hang out with me or like be in my space. She she wants the spotlight. Okay, this is something I'm curious about. Sorry to, for to get sidetracked a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. But something I'm I'm curious about is with animals, how how much do they know about like what like why is it that she's only coming out during the times I don't want her to come out? Is she like playing games with me or something? I wish I could have the answer for you, but I have like no idea. <laughs> Animals are like so weird, but at some point, I mean, that cat, I mean, is a she or a he? She. She knows. She knows like, oh, this is like the, not the right moment. Whatever. I just want attention. It's, it's like this, this like intuitive sense or something. Probably. I, I tell you, I wish I, sh I know more about like animal behavior, which I don't. So, but you know. It's like, I want to play with her all these other times. And I'm calling her name. Latte, latte, come here, latte. Great name. <laughs> never comes, never comes. And then all of a sudden I'm recording a podcast episode or I'm recording the other stuff or I'm like doing my morning routine and then she shows up and, and disrupts me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to. That's what's kind of fun about having a pet. Like I haven't had a pet in here in a little bit. And. Uh, just like they got kind of a mind of their own. Talking about pets. That's another life update. I got a puppy, which it's very sad i mean i'm so excited and sad at the same time because my mom gave me a dog after like so many years of like mom we should have a dog you know we have like the space and my mom was like no because you travel all the time no because you're not here yeah. no because you're busy or whatever you're gonna take care of the dog and i'm like oh okay and then suddenly after my birthday she decided ha <laughs> there you go <laughs> She got, she got me a puppy. Uh, he's a cattle dog, a blue killer. Okay. And he's like the most precious dog I have ever seen in my life. And he has like a great energy and a little personality. But when I got uh, the acceptance for this master's degree, I had to leave him. And it was a really tough decision because he was still a puppy, right? So yeah. I had to leave my family my friends my 
puppy. Your puppy. But, yeah, but and I got to see to see him like every six months, maybe. Well, you okay. know, and it's kind of hard because how do you explain a dog? Like I'm not abandoning you. I'll be back. <laughs> Just yeah, here and I'll be back. Don't be sad. But you know, every every time that I go back and got to see him, I try to you know make the time and and like spend time with him. But it's like the same thing. I gave him time. I'm hanging out with him. He's like, no, right now it's <laughs> not like the good time. I want to go to sleep. But when yeah. I'm like, working, I want to get like something done. He's like here, like come on just let's play fetch like I don't know like walk me outside and I'm like no I already did that he's like I don't care <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting well okay so going back to earlier yeah, so <laughs> you're doing doing less producing of videos now yeah actually I stopped everything completely because for me this opportunity I mean I've been looking for this opportunity for like so many times like Probably people don't know because I don't really talk about it. But uh, when I finished my bachelor's degree, the idea of um, when I, I finished this, I wanted to keep like learning and to keep like, I don't know, like making something else and keep learning and maybe specialize mm -hmm. in, in something. But then uh, I didn't <laughs> because I got a job and then I spent like two years in that job. I had like so many experience I learned something and then I was like eh, maybe it's not my thing I want to keep like pursuing like a higher education then I got into another program in Mexico but sadly it wasn't the thing I was looking for I remember like going the first day of class and I sit in the classroom and then the professor starts talking I'm like oh no yeah. <laughs> immediately I was like oh no this is not gonna work and it's like sad <laughs> because yeah. I already, I already spent money because for that degree I also moved to another city which is less of moving here mm -hmm. but this is still what it is I moved so I spent like most of my savings on that program that didn't work and I spent there like for about I mean I I already knew from the first day of class but I spent like six months because you know you need to give it a, sh a chance, right? Maybe sure. it's gonna, I don't yeah. know, it's gonna be better or something else mm -hmm. is gonna come up. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> it was it was horrible. Every every day that I had to go to school, it was like, mm, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so done with this. But anyway, I uh, dropped out from that program, and I was like, mm, no, this is not gonna work. I came back. And then I got like different fellowships in filmmaking and doing like a video production and, and then the pandemic happened. I'm, I'm just like, like moving everything like very fast because in the middle, like a lot of things happened to me. Sure. But, um, and when I was, uh, when the pandemic started, I was already like looking for programs. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick this and this and this. And I, it was like very different from, from the program that I am now. Because I had to do like a second language test or whatever. And then oh, yeah. I, I, I needed like 80 points and I got 76. <laughs> and, then, and then it was like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> so sad. Oh, whatever. 
because that happened when my wisdom tooth got removed and everything. So it was, I did that. Yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on at once. In pain, and I wasn't like really concentrated because it's not like I don't know English. I mean, I I know <laughs> I know stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'm not the best, but I'm not stuff. But anyway, I didn't pass. But then after that, the the pandemic is still like happening and blah blah blah. We couldn't move from our homes, and then. I started with the with the podcast, you know, uh, little animals and small small plants that I did for a while, eighteen episodes. I'm re- I'm very really pr- very proud of all of those. But then uh, talking to one of my friends, who which turns out to be a professor in a university, he was like, "Sophia, what are your plans? What are you looking forward? What are you excited about life?" And I told him, like, you know, I just want to like keep like preparing myself. I want to keep learning because I want to like fulfill, you know, my profile as a scientist, you know, because I I I I'm a biologist, but I want to like, you know, be like more specialized in biology. Because before okay. being a science communicator, I'm a biologist. So I need mm-hmm. to, you know, it's like for for a personal thing. I wanted to like accomplish. Some, yeah. some stuff. And he was like, Well, what do you think about coming here and work at my lab and get a master's degree? And I'm like, Okay. Nice. <laughs> so I, I, at first he was like, Okay. But then, you know, you take a moment, sit down, and then you're like about to move your life to another country where only, you know, this person who, by the way, you met on the internet. I'm going to go back to that story as soon as, as I finish this. But it, it takes me, like, it was an immediate yes, but it took me a while to say, like, okay, Sophia, this is about to happen. Because, you know, being an international student, uh, international student comes with, oh, paperwork you know all the all the work you need to do for like transferring like every credit from mexico to the states and yeah. then the the visa thing so it's it's very complicated and actually it was a year ago when all the paperwork started it was in april i moved here in in august so yeah and that was the the decision but um coming back to my advisor, it's, it's a funny thing I was telling Rich um, before he started recording that it was kind of a funny story because all the opportunities that I have, uh, that I have or I have had in my life happened because the blog and the YouTube thing and the podcast and everything because all my work is online. Mm. So yeah. I remember uh, my advisor, Dr. Uh, Onepagan, he reached out to me maybe 10, 11 years ago when I was only on Facebook and maybe I was starting doing like something on YouTube. I don't even remember. And he was like, hey, I really like your stuff. I think you are like really great. I think you're like doing awesome stuff. We should like work together at some point. And then I started like helping him like reviewing books and some, a couple of interviews. (laughs) And it's kind of funny moving all of that like 10 years later. I'm working with him at his lab. So, so this is 10 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Don't Interesting ask me how life kind of circles back like that. Yeah, it's it's 
it's very very funny because all the people I have like met important people in my life come from the internet and from like casualty you know it's just people from like putting putting yourself out there and creating stuff yeah because it's something that I'm I mean I still I'm very passionate about like videos and conservation and uh and making like short films but I had to pause that a little bit so I can like focus all my energy and my passion and everything else into like learning and you know like doing a good uh performance if you want to see it like that in this university because it's something that even though it takes me a while to say like yes I'm doing this it's it um it takes like a lot of um of energy and a lot of effort to like accomplish like something like this because it's not it's not a very easy program it's kind of hard not gonna lie it's like a lot of studying a lot of like papers you need to turn in so it's not the same because you know I I think I I told you before like my siblings live here with my nieces and nephews and it's not the same thing like coming here and visit them for for like one or two weeks like ah oh, the United States I like hang out with the kids and then I go back to my country and then I start like doing my my own work but here is like wow it's like different but the, the thing is I'm I don't regret it's one of like the best decisions I have ever taken in my life I'm so excited I'm so happy and I think it's working out like pretty well, even though I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I I really enjoy it. So what are you what are you studying specifically now? Uh, the master's is a master's in biology in general, but the project I'm working on is on um, pharmacology, pharmacology slash ecology. I'm working with uh, flatworms. And I'm uh, testing with them uh, some kinds of uh, pesticides. The idea of this in like in the general sense is I want to try like these pesticides to see how like toxic, toxic are they? Like with how much quantity the planarian is gonna die how like their movement their movements are, what are like the, the reaction with the purpose of like reducing the pesticide use on the, you know, in the field in, in, mm-hmm. in, re- in real life. Yeah. Because I used to do that when, when I was uh, working for a private company in Mexico, that was actually my first job. So based on like my experience and the things that I have worked, my advisor, he came, came up with uh, with this uh, project and he was like, are you interested in working on this? But instead of like trying on, I mean, trying the pesticides on insects, do you want to try them on planarians? I'm like, sure. <laughs> because, you know, like they're like uh, different organisms and they like react like very differently. But I wanted to, you know, see what else and what's like like different so I can like help a little bit. What are some of the biggest things you've learned so far? Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I think, I mean, it has nothing to do with biology and maybe it has, I don't know. It's a lot of communication. (laughs) You know, when you're like Mm. working in a lab, 
and you want to uh, do like a lot of things, if you don't communicate what you want to do, it's very hard that your advisor is going to be like, ah, you're doing like good or you're doing bad. So every time I'm about to do uh, research or I'm about to set an experiment, I sit with my advisor and we start like talking and get excited about the experiment. So I think it's most about like communication and trusting the process. Uh, that's another uh, another thing that I that I have learned because sometimes I, I'm like very like desperate of like I want to do this but today you know I can't wait for tomorrow or the next week like no 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 I want to get like this right now but yeah. then <laughs> my advisor is like come back <laughs> this is not gonna work and it's a little like you need to trust the process and you need to mess up and you need to miss some steps so you can like realize like oh no that's not right you need to come back and do everything you know step by step in the very sense of the methodology methodology of stuff so that's another thing just trust the process and if you mess up it's fine that's the science is about you know like messing up and getting some answers <laughs> and like having so much questions you want to answer and in the sense of biology what have I learned? I last semester I took a, a class in wetlands because I have no idea about the wetlands. Well, now I know, but <laughs> at the time I didn't know. So I learned so much stuff about the wetlands. It's like a very exciting um, ecosystem because I. So this I, is this is the wetlands of Pennsylvania where yeah, you're at. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Now, have you and, been in that kind of environment before? Because you were no, in Mexico before. No. So this is, yeah. Totally different. Yeah. And that's why that's why I was excited to take the class. Because if I come here and I take stuff that I already, already know, what's the point of like coming here, right? So I was like, I'm going to take something like very different. And also my advisor was like, how about wetlands? And I wasn't like that convinced. But I'm really glad I took it because it's a beautiful experience and I got to see like a lot of wetlands here in Pennsylvania and it was like really interesting. I really enjoy like going outside and learning about, I don't know, like the water and the animals and, and everything. It was like a great experience, like taking that, that class. So what are your thoughts on the weather and ecosystem of Pennsylvania? Well, listen, <laughs> I have a problem with the weather. <laughs> Coming from Mexico, which most, most of the time is sunny and it's really, really hot because I used to live in a semi-desertic environment. It's very different from here. Uh, when people told me about like seasonal depression, I was like, that's not going to happen to me. Okay. I can handle this. It's just rain and it's cloudy all the time. That's fine. No, it turns out it's an actual, like, it's like a real thing because that happened to me. Actually, uh, this year, especially this year, it's been like really, really hard for me because last year, sadly, I was here and I lost, uh, a very important person for me, one of my aunts that I like mm. loved really, really, very, very much. Um, she passed away. And it was like a really hard moment in my life because I 
I mean, I need to be here, but I wanted to be there, but I can travel because I can leave the program in the middle of bye, you know? Yeah. It was, it was, a, uh, it was a very hard moment for me, like a very, um, it was just very hard and it was like a long process and I'm still working on like going through, through all of that. But, you know, even though my family is like far away, they were like very supportive and say like, no, it's gonna be fine, blah, blah, blah. So I think all of this and then the weather, mm-hmm. it wasn't helping very yeah. much. So my thoughts on the weather is, I don't like it. Yeah, I need to like adapt better because it's like so cold and I had to buy like so many jackets <laughs> Yeah, for, for this. And in terms of the ecosystem, it's better. I mean, I'm not an animal here or a plant, so they thrive in this environment. So I respect it and I enjoy it as, you know, the sciencey part of stuff. But for me, the weather is like a huge thing. Right now it's like getting better, which I appreciate. But still, you know, it's it's been it's been hard, you know, for all of the weather and my personal things also. When I started like my my semester, I went back to visit my family for like Christmas. But then for some reason I got sick. And then I spent like two weeks in bed doing nothing because I was like really, really sick. And then it's like, Sophia, well, you have to come back and you can change your tickets. And I was like, you know, coming back with very low energy. I started like the, the semester yeah. like that. So it's been tough. I'm not gonna lie, but you know. It is it is what it is, and I'm trying to take the most out of it uh, out of it being like the good part of things. So so far, I can tell like it's been great. <laughs> you you have more time to be in the lab when the weather's crummy like that. Yeah, you know that that's why I choose also like a project that I had to do more with lab than outside. As much as I like nature and as much as I like uh, animals and plants and everything else, I'm really happy that I'm at the lab. <laughs> I don't have to suffer <laughs> because going outside when it's like cold is not a great experience. We, I was having this conversation yesterday uh, with my cousin. We were looking something up. His wife is from Peru mm-hmm. and we were looking up photos of like, he's, he's visiting there in a couple of weeks and there's palm trees mm-hmm. and we both just look at each other and we're like, palm trees, like the flora from people in the North, the United States, the flora of warm areas is like magical to us. Like the the visualization of a palm tree just brings us so much calm and peace. It's really interesting. It's it's kind it's kind of weird because I say the same thing about the flora here in the states. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I was uh, talking to a friend and she was like, "Is it like the same in Mexico when they when you know the the seasons are changing?" I'm like, "No, what do you mean? Is <laughs> if we go from like uh." summer or spring to winter or fall she's just like green very dry that's it we don't have like yeah. the pretty colors or everything that goes from orange red or green no it's just like happy <laughs> and in here 
that's I mean it's one of the seasons that I enjoy the most fall because you can see like all these different like colors of yeah you know from brown reddish yellow and it's something that, that I really enjoy but then like living here is like not the same experience with the cold well, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so what was your what was your first impression of the like fall foliage your first time experiencing that in the states I, I, I love it I mean it's uh, as much as I hate the cold and everything I I love it because you can actually like see the change of like everything and and you know people say like change change is good so I think it's it's good for me you know like experiencing like new places another culture uh coming and taking classes in English is like a very different thing and you know it, it's gonna sound like weird but I have never felt like more included more appreciated more like loved than in this place and, and I'm not saying this because I'm like here and I'm going to class tomorrow and probably my professor is gonna see this but it's true I just like feel like really really good about my myself and I and I'm feeling like pretty confident in my knowledge so also my professors they're like appreciate that and they are like very supportive if they see like you are like struggling with everything or with anything they like help you the thing I like about this place or I like about the university is like they're like convinced that they want to be professors and they want to teach you so and they are like mm -hmm. very well prepared and I'm like huh that's very interesting <laughs> So the support of the community yeah. plays a big role, yeah. And also yeah. the department, which is like the biology department, is like really good. So and it's the, the thing I, I like about this place and the thing about like the university, the program is not like a big program. They take only maybe like one or two international students. So it's like a close <laughs> um like class and everything. It's more like yeah, more more targeted to like one or two students so they can like help okay. you better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what, so then with the schooling, what do you want to learn more afterwards in biology? Uh, I mean, I, the thing I want to learn is uh, basically based on my research. I want, I'm actually like really, really excited about like the results because right now in the state of the, of the research that I'm doing is like pre, you know, the, the first stage. So I have like some results, but I still want to know what else. Yeah. I already know the planarians are like not really comfortable <laughs> with the, the pesticides I'm testing because they are like kind of like dying and reacting to the to the chemicals. So that's the thing I, I want to learn. I want to know like what's next, what what's the conclusion of, of the research. So that's why what, what am I looking forward? And also um I'm like really excited to learn about uh, it's incredible that I'm able to say this because I, I usually don't like plants but next semester I'm taking a, a class in plant communities 
So even though I'm not like uh, a fan of plants, I'm really looking forward to learn more. You're not a fan of plants? No. <laughs> well, wait, what do you mean? Elaborate on that. I mean, you know, I know you like animals. Yes. I mean, if you offer me, Sophia, you're taking a class on plants or you're taking a, a class on animals. I want to pick animals because I love animals. Yeah. The thing is, it's not that I don't like plants. It's that I don't found them as amusing or as interesting as I find animals you know because I in the past I took so many classes in plants that I was like not really exciting it's like okay I mean they're like fine but it's not like as a subject it's not something that is like very appealing to me <laughs> Just like because they don't move you know exactly and also here here at home I just have like one plant and it's a succulent and i'm really hoping the plant is not gonna die i mean it, it seems fine right now but i'm not very good with plants i i think they can feel that i'm not very <laughs> loving of plants that reminds me mondays are supposed to be my watering my plants day mm -hmm. so i'll do that after this okay Good to know I've had troubles with keeping my plants alive. Mm -hmm. um, I have this one, this money tree, though. There's money, money plant. It's doing pretty good. Yeah. I've done like nothing for this. And it is going pretty well. That's my idea of taking care of plants. Just get a cactus <laughs> or a succulent. Don't do nothing. They survive. <laughs> when I bought this plant, the guy was like, if this dies on you, you're stupid. I was like, <laughs> well, I was thank like, you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Good to know. My bonsai tree is not doing good, though. Uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I put them all by the window here, and it gets cold in Chicago. I've been told, yes. <laughs> and uh, I think the cold air gets in through the windows and i think it's harsh on the plants but then if i move them they're not in direct sunlight so then it's like well what do i do these the taking care of plants is no you know, it's like a it's serious, no joke it's serious business that's why it's like you know i i i love plants i love the, the aesthetic of plants you say like oh beautiful succulents and cactus and whatever because those are like my favorite but if you ask me more about like, oh, Sophia, what do you think about like this money tree? And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I, I don't have like knowledge enough to take care of plants. And I don't find it as, as interesting as animals. But, you know, if you want to share your love for plants, I'll be like very supportive <laughs> of you. <laughs> huh. Wait, so what's your hypothesis of the plants that you're testing with the uh, pesticides? The planarians? Yeah. My projection is uh, it, that those are like very toxic. Even it doesn't, it doesn't matter if how much of a quantity you apply, you are like affecting them 
So, which is kind of interesting because in theory, I mean, I can I can like share a lot because uh, I'm still of the in the middle of the thing, but uh, okay. I have I have read about it and it's like mm, in literature you can found like this happen like this and this and this, but I'm seeing in real life other things. So my hypothesis is like I'm gonna make a very good discussion about it. You will see. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in a year and a half from here. I you you're gonna find out about like my little planarian. We will. So think. is it one type of pesticide or is it multiple types? It's one type of pesticide, but that pesticide has like a different um um how do you call it? <sighs> like compounds. So it's okay. like the same one, but they have like different a little bit in different kind of like compounds and chemical structures. So probably right now I'm like working with the first one. So I I mean, I already knew like uh, probably they're gonna be like dying or whatever. That's what's happening. <laughs> and the other one probably is gonna be like pretty much the same. For, but I'm really excited about this and about like my results because first is something that I'm actually expecting. So mm -hmm. if something that I'm not expecting expecting happen is going to be like more exciting because you know have like your little observations and then at the end you can like discuss it right mm -hmm. so i'm very excited that's why i i told you like trust the process because at the beginning it was like i want to do this this very very fast but science doesn't work like that you need to be like very patient and you to you need to like mess up all the time so you can like be like hmm but how about if i move this and this and this you know so I don't know. I'm like just like really excited. My advisor is really excited about it. And right now I think I'm like doing pretty well, but it's something that I'm expecting. It's happening, yes. But I'm also expecting to something else to happen. I mean, not very weird or radical, but this, you know, maybe so with the other compound. How... Noticing changes, uh, like observing changes um, within the experiment, how often do you observe results? Is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it every other day? I, for example, I usually set my experiments on Monday. So every experiment needs, needs to be done the same day. So every day that I, set an experiment is new result mm -hmm. so all the those results are like you know being like wrote down in a in a notebook or in the computer so that thing is giving me like a curve or whatever or any other statistical thing and and at the end uh, the thing is i'm just gonna compare but every day i'm every day that i set a new experiment i'm getting new new results so that's why it's, it's exciting because I don't want to say like this fast because if not, I'll be like contradicting myself, but it's like a bunch of results in a short period of time, but these are like a long. Uh, but is experiment. it, so is it every Monday you observe the results? Uh, it's actually, 
every week because I usually set experiments on Monday. Sometimes it's also on Wednesday and sometimes it's also on Friday. The thing is right now, I'm not like going every day to the lab because I have other classes, but I'm looking forward to next year just doing only research when I'm done with all the, the classes and, and, ex and exams. So yeah, sometimes it's just like Monday, you have your results. And then I'm setting another set experiment experiments on Wednesday, you have results. So you're like accumulating all those. So you can be like, you can do a little bit of comparison like between them when you have like in a small amount of data, but it's not enough because I, I need to do like repetitions just, you know, in case <laughs> you're like yeah. doing something wrong, which I actually did the last time I said an experiment. I did something wrong and I need to redo it, but it's important to mess up. <laughs> To say like, ah, eh, something is really wrong. <laughs> but you know, the fun thing is when you're like doing these experiments over and over again, because it's kind of like the same experiment, experimental design, you can tell when you're like doing something wrong because the yeah. planarians, even though they, they don't speak, the planarians are like really cute platforms. Uh, you can tell like something is wrong because they are like moving in a wrong way so you're like mm, maybe i'm doing something really wrong so you go back to your notes and then write and then you start like checking and then you're like okay yes i now i know where I, where i mess up so you need to go back and redo it again which is not the first time that happens to me because when i was in college i used to work with plants which is kind of funny because we go back to the same point <laughs> to i don't really love plants but I messed it up three times in the same day. So, you know, fine. <laughs> I was trying to find images of the flowers, the, the planarians. Yeah. But it looks, it comes up as a worm. Yeah, it's flat Plan worm. It's a worm. Flat worm. It's a worm? A worm. It's flat worms. Yeah. Um. Yeah, these are interesting. It's, I'm going to show you. Is this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what came up. And then oh. in, in the lab that I'm working now, those are like the animals my advisor works with because these are also used for uh, neurobiology and neurotoxicology, blah, blah. Because the one of the characteristics of these little animals is this um, can regenerate. So if you cut them in half, they're gonna regen regenerate, and sometimes they regenerate in two different organisms. Like from one, you get two, and if you like cut uh, their brains, they're gonna regenerate the brain. So it's, wow. it's like a very interesting animal, <laughs> to be honest. And sometimes I feel like really, really bad, but you know. Do you, do you ever think about like while you're doing these experiments that happen on like a very micro level, do you ever think about the macro level and how it benefits society long-term? Yes, I, I, actually that's why I'm, I was interested in working with, with these uh, flatworms because um, uh, the, you know, the idea is, in this in these um, times, 
one of the most important things is how we're, are we how are we going to sustain like the whole humanity if we, we don't have enough food and what are we going to do that if we have like that food contaminated with pesticides mm -hmm. so the thing is reducing the chemical pesticides and make something or make everything like more organic so the idea of this is trying to prove how dangerous uh, pesticides are for uh, producing crops. We already know about it. People know about it, but sometimes it's like just cheaper to produce um, food in that way. I don't know. You tell me. You <laughs> where you grew up on a farm? <laughs> did you did you used to produce uh, produce like crops in your farm, or it's like a different kind of farm? Yeah, we do crops, uh, mm -hmm. soybeans and mm -hmm. corn, and we don't do pesticides. We do like something like a kind of like Roundup mm -hmm. that gets the weeds. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so we do that. Which is better than applying like pesticides on everything. So that's that's the the macro scale I'm like worried about because if you. I mean, it's not like I'm going to come up with a solution because it's going to take time, <laughs> but you can like see like, listen, these are like the most uh, um, used pesticides. And I know these pesticides have like this and this and this and these compounds, right? I tested out this in planarians and this is the results I'm coming up with. So I'm just like yeah. telling you as a warning it's not a great idea using those pesticides on your crops because it's not you're gonna have like problems like this, like this, like that. So that's the the idea, and that's why I wanted to like work in this specific project because I'm thinking, you know, in the benefit of humanity, which is why science is done most of the time. <laughs> How do you organize your observations? You mentioned a notebook and computers. Mm -hmm. Like how specifically do you go about organizing it in a way where you can come back to it and just see and be able to compare right away rather than like keep flipping back in your notes, you know? Um, it depends on like every person's style, but in my uh, personal like lab notebook, which is my notebook that I have at the lab, it's usually it never comes out because all the data and all the information needs to be like contained there and it needs to be like reachable when I need it. So in the way that I organize it is just, I also, I all, all of the time I grow down like the date of where, I'm, when I'm like doing my experiments and I put like a steps of what, what am I doing? Like, Step one, I did this and this and this. Step two, I don't know, I took a planarian, blah, 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 and I put it in this uh, Petri dish, uh, step by step, and then I wrote down the results. Like, in in these uh, kind of experiments, uh, it's everything about how many squares the flower moves. It's like a Petri dish, and under the Petri dish, you have like a, like, like little squares, so you can know. Mm -hmm. It's like a, kind of like a measure. So to just run that row down, for example, uh, this planarian moved like two squares per minute, whatever. So you 
like register all of those. And then at the end, you like also wrote uh, any other like movements. You have your controls, you have like uh, the measure of how much pesticides are you applying to the platform. So if everything you do in the lab, you need to be like with a registration of what are you doing because you can like miss any step because like you say, you go back and then I'm like, I mean, I try to have like a really good memory, but sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so you need to like re register like everything yeah. in a very detail. Also, the, the thing that helped me is I use uh, pens with different colors. So for example, when it's like something really important is, I don't know, red color. And if something about the steps is blue. So in that, in that way, I can like have like a mental organization of the things that I'm doing at the lab. So it's the way I organize it. And when you finish, you put all the like data, the numbers in the computer. There's the, it depends of the, on the research you are like conducting, but sometimes there's like a, a specific software to produce uh, perhaps or whatever. Hmm. So. Do you digitalize it at all? My, like, what? do you digitalize it? No, you like take photos of the notebook and or like upload them or no, which it should be a good idea because I don't know <laughs> something could happen, but no, I mean it's like a pretty safe lab, so no. Interesting. So you just insert numbers in the computer, not your written observation notes. Okay. No, all of that is in the notebook. I mean because I have the lab notebook and I have like my usual like book where I take my notes but this in like in general it's not it's not like I'm doing like a journal of what am I doing but in general it's like to-do list or stuff like that and then I change to the other one yeah. it's it, it actually works the same like different colors highlighters and everything. I don't know it's, it's just in the way you feel like more comfortable like taking your notes yeah Interesting. So you've made some big changes in life. I kind of want to explore that a little bit more. You talk about trusting the process and also like the courage to make a big decision. Elaborate on those a little bit more. The, the 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 big decision. I mean, um, all my life I've been like very focused and very goal oriented because I grew up in a family where they um uh, they are like um, they have like PhDs and master's degrees and I come from a very I'll say like educated family. They appreciate like academia and knowing stuff and things that make you grow as a professional and also as a person. So all my life, I've been like working towards like something. And I have, you know, like my, for me, my parents and my siblings are like my role models, right? I'm just like trying to follow their steps in my very own particular way. <laughs> because mm -hmm. if, if you um, compare my siblings and I, I took like a little bit more of time of like doing the whole I'm going to study to the States. It took me about 
maybe six or seven years to move when I, since I finished my degree. But if I come back, I think I needed to wait because if this opportunity came probably three or four years ago, I wasn't ready. And I can tell, <laughs> and I can, and I can tell, I wasn't ready for like doing like that. I wasn't confident enough. I didn't have uh, enough life experience. So I think I took the decision in the right moment and the, and the opportunity came in the right moment. Not after, not before. It was right when, when it was. And I'm, I feel like, I feel like very blessed because all the opportunities that, that are like, that came to me in, in the moment or that are coming to me is because my own effort and the things I've been like doing in life. And I think if you are like good and you like focus on your goals, you can have like your own opportunities, right? Sometimes it's, it's kind of weird when you're like about to take a decision because when you do something that is not right for you or you take like the wrong choice, for example, me taking the other program, maybe at that time I saw it like, oh, I made a mistake. I waste like so many time. I waste like so many money. But I think that experience needed to happen so I could realize the thing that I don't like or the things that I like. Mm -hmm. So instead of... I mean, it took it took me a while to be that person because because for me it was like a, you know like like a shock moment of what am I gonna do with my life? I already like gave up on everything. I coming back from from where I started is like I'm doing nothing, and I remember like spending so many days and so many nights like crying and wondering like what am I supposed to be doing, right? Because I'm, I know that I'm passionate about something, but it's not the right moment. What am I supposed to do? So it took me a while to realize that some opportunities come in the way they need to come. And when, when you think that, oh, I'm messing up and it's not gonna work, you can see this as an opportunity to learn an opportunity to learn more about other people, an opportunity to learn more about yourself. And it's, I don't know, I just think it's just, just life, man. <laughs> I don't know. These things <laughs> need, to, need, to, need to come come and go. And also, I, and also I feel very blessed because my, my family, they're like very supportive. I, I'm pretty sure if I someday I come up with, I want to go to Japan because I want to grow watermelons or whatever, they're going to be like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> they're not gonna say no right they're gonna be like very supportive of me i mean it's not gonna happen but it's just a weird <laughs> just an example <laughs> yeah but but yeah no it's i mean if i go back maybe five or six years when all the blog and video happened i mean never in my wildest dreams I'll be like, oh, Sophia, don't worry. All the time that you've been like working on your own, all the time you've been like doing your your things, it's gonna be worth it. All, all, all these times that you've been like working, it's gonna be worth it because you're gonna accomplish some of the things you want to do. So I, I told you, sometimes I don't understand what 
thing what thing why things happen even though like in this moment it's been like happening like a lot of stuff and it's like why this is happening to me <laughs> like why but sometimes you you don't you don't need to know until life shows you why even even with with situations or with even though with with people you know people in your life that so one day are here and then the next day they're like gone and you're like this i don't know what what's happening <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. weird but you know I, I i think at the end of the day everything has like a purpose or if it's not uh, they don't have a purpose you have a purpose to do it and you have to work on that so you can feel like you have something to do and you have a purpose and you you have you to give the the meaning of your own life i don't know this is so philosophical but <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 just trying to to make the the point of all the decisions i have made in my life are because you know if i if this opportunity came and i've and i wasn't sure or i wasn't convinced i'll be like nah maybe not but if i didn't say like yes in that moment i'm not gonna do it i mean that she yeah. had tail like so <laughs> but i know but i didn't so it's i don't know it's 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 like a maybe it's, maybe if you see it like externally it's not like a big deal like people move all the time people move their lives all the time but for me it was like a huge thing because i mean it's other country other culture other language and mm -hmm. i miss my new puppy <laughs> And yeah. I miss my family, and I miss my parents, and I miss my I miss the food because everything is like so different in here, which it's a thing. But you know, I'm just yeah. like trying to pursue my my dreams, even though it sounds like very cheesy, but it is what it is. I love it. It's beautiful. A great, great, beautiful way to conclude our conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for uh, sharing everything you're up to and what you're learning and what your dreams are. It's uh, it's inspiring. Thank you. Uh, th thank you very much for inviting me every time. Hopefully the next time we talk, it's going to be a little bit more different. <laughs> and I'm, because I have like so many plans and so many things that I want to do after this uh, experience. So we will see. I don't know. Hopefully um, everything is going to be just fine. And I can keep like doing my thing. And I don't know, who knows? Maybe oh. next time so I'll be like working on a film or something. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you.